You ever look at a paid job and be like, whoever did this is a true artist and professional? With over 40 years of experience, the original Bay Area painters can turn your commercial and private property into a work of art. Do your business and home a favor and hit up George Gomez at bayareapainters.sfc at gmail.com. That is bayareapainters.sfc at gmail.com for rates. The original Bay Area Painters. Professionalism at its best. From New York to the world, it's time for the realest and the rawest. Welcome to the Rational Rage Podcast with your host, Spiro. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Rational Rage Podcast. I am your host. My name is Spiro. Today I want to talk about two situations that I was involved in. And uh, the alpha had to come out. The alpha had to come out. But I got to be honest and I have to confess, I am guilty of displaying behavior unbecoming of an alpha i will explain there's a certain code of honor that needs to be upheld when you're an alpha there's a certain code of honor amongst men so approximately you know and both of these situations happened in during like about a week apart the first situation i went to a to a festival, a Greek festival at a church out in Long Island. Nice little church. Um, there wasn't that many people there. I mean, it was it's pretty dead, to be honest. But it was nice, you know. I went there with my family, met up with another family, friends of ours. The kids are playing. The one couple is sitting down. My wife and me go to, to get our food and refreshments and stuff, you know. So we're in line... We order our food, you know, gyro, gyros, you know, souvlaki and all that stuff, some fries, whatever, anyways. And the staff was a little bit shorthanded, you know. They were short-staffed. They didn't have much help, so it was a bit slow. So we're waiting, right? So some guy, some non-Greek, you know, behind us was starting to make comments, wondering what was going on. Understandably, understandably, I get it. You know, especially when you're hungry. Who wants to fucking wait? But he kept on going and he kept on going, you know. So I was starting to get a little bit agitated because he was getting closer. And as he was getting closer, his voice was amplifying in my ear and and it was getting annoying. My wife looks and she says, what do you tell this guy? And I'm like, no, I'm not going to turn around because if I turn around, you know, I don't know. So he's like right next to me now. So I said, you know what, man? I got to say something. I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to say something. 
So I turned around and I said, hey, look, man, you know, it's a bit slow. They're short staff. Some people didn't show up. So it's going slow, you know, and I was trying to, you know, I was trying to, I guess, plead or I was trying to sort of diffuse the situation, trying to be the bigger person, you know. I mean, I could have been a dick. I could have started cursing him out. But no, you know what, man, especially if you're an alpha, especially if you're someone that has the ability and capabilities of taking charge and taking over a situation you should try to you know let cooler heads prevail and always try to settle things peacefully but this guy is a fucking smart ass and you know and he started getting closer and i'm like okay this guy's getting closer so what am i gonna do here you know so i didn't turn my back because you should never give your back Never give your back. Never turn your back on anybody. You don't know what this person's going to do. All right? You want to be ready. Okay? You don't want to get ready. You want to be ready. So I don't turn my back, but I'm at an angle so I can see him through my periphery. And he keeps on getting closer. And and he's getting very close. So I start kind of turning a little bit more towards him as he's inching closer to me. And... You know, I feel his shoulder. This was a pretty big boy here now, right? His, I feel his shoulder against mine, and he's trying to shove me out of the way. So I fucking had it. Now, I didn't strike him. I didn't, you know, and it never got to that point, thankfully. But I turn around, and I ask him what his fucking problem was. Okay? I asked him to back away and give me some space. Then he started getting loud, and he started getting stupid, and he said something to my wife. Now, I look at this guy, and I'm like, I was getting cop vibes, okay? Like, this guy's a police officer of some sort. So I said, I'm not going to hit him, but I'm going to raise my voice in a threatening manner to see if he reveals that he's a police officer. Because if he's a police officer, he's probably waiting for me to do something to then identify himself and then take action as a police officer. But if I give him the opportunity to identify himself before I do anything, we can either do one of two things, okay? Either I back off, I let him know how I feel, and I let him know that as a police officer, he should set a better example and conduct himself in a more professional manner, respectable manner. Or now that I know that he's a police officer, I could tell him, hey, you're a cop, I'm not, whatever, badge aside, let's do this, man to man. Whatever happens, I whip your ass, I don't go to jail. You whip my ass, I still don't go to jail, you win, you know, and that's it. But, you know, I give him three chances to identify himself, and he didn't. So I was already, you know, playing out in my head, listen, man, this guy's not a cop, so I'm just going to fucking hit him. I'm just going to fucking take him down because he's being very disrespectful, not only to me, but also to my wife. Not only to her, but his wife made some fucking comments, which I didn't appreciate, which I'm sure nobody around appreciated, but nobody was going to do or say anything, okay? She says to him, well, he's just being Greek. So, you know, you got these two people, I don't know, Irish, Italian, whatever. You know, they come to this 
Greek festival. They want to experience Greek culture. And they're going to come and disrespect. They're going to disrespect Greek people. They're going to disrespect my ethnicity. They're going to disrespect my culture. So I said, now this is where, I don't know, maybe some, some of you think that I sort of crossed the line beforehand, but this is where I feel that I crossed the line and I displayed behavior unbecoming of an alpha. When I heard her make those comments that I'm just being Greek, I fucking lost my shit. I just said, what did this bitch say? I called her a fucking bitch. And, and then I started cursing at the top of my lungs. And this is where my wife was like, all right, dude, you know what, man? You're getting a little bit carried away. Again, this was an event hosted by the church. A lot of church people there. The priest was there. My only regret in all of this, to be honest, and sure, maybe I could have just ignored this guy and just whatever left. But my only regret in all of this was the way I conducted myself and the language that I used in front of other people. You know, listen, I'm not a religious person, all right? I could give three shits about, you know, but at the same time, I'm not the type of person that purposely tries to disrespect anybody or whatever. So, again, my only regret was the language I used and the manner in which I conducted myself. I presented myself in front of these people these church people and these families and there were children there there were children there and i felt like i i was in the wrong because at the end of the day if you're on the outside looking in you see me you see him automatically you're going to think that i'm the troublemaker that i'm the one that that started this whole issue you know because i'm the one really yelling and i'm the one cursing and looking to knock this fucker out you know, a lot of people probably didn't witness or realize how this whole thing started. So finally, you know, my wife was able to calm me down. He shut his fucking mouth up. We got our food paid and we went back to our table, you know. So something happened here. I see my wife looking, looking past me. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And I was about to like look and she was like, uh, you know, because... You know, I, I felt maybe something, maybe she sees something wrong or somebody is doing something and she doesn't want to make a scene because she doesn't want to see me lose my shit, whatever. So she tells me, don't look, don't turn around. And I'm like, why? She's like, no, he's there. And so I was ready to get up because I, you know, I thought he was maybe flipping her off, making inappropriate gestures. I don't know. She said, no, listen, stop. He's not doing anything wrong. He's saying sorry. I'm like, sorry? I'm like, fuck him. I'm like, fuck this guy, sorry. No, there is no fucking apologizing. On the way out, if I see him on the way to the car, he's fucking done, okay? I'm not gonna do it here, but he's done. You know what I'm saying? I mean, think about it. Forget that he disrespected me. Forget that he disrespected my wife, okay? Imagine if he was doing this at some bar, at some club. Let's say he goes to a fucking club full of Latinos, you know, or full of black people or full of Asians, full of anybody. Imagine that. And him or his wife makes a comment like, oh, he's only being Mexican or, hey, oh, he's only being 
Chinese or hey, he's only being whatever. The fucking odds of these people leaving that place alive are fucking slim. So, you know, I felt double and triple disrespected. And the fact that nobody else said anything about those comments really fucking bothered me. So I felt, you know what, I'm going to do something. I'm going to be smart about this. Uh, when you get angry, your fucking IQ drops a few points. And I allowed that to happen. So I exposed myself and, you know, I was just defending myself, but I look like the fucking guilty person, right? So imagine this. I'm half Greek, half Puerto Rican, but most people only see the Puerto Rican. So automatically, they're probably thinking, oh, look, there's that Spaniolo, that Spanish guy, you know, getting loud and threatening this guest, this Xeno. Xeno could mean stranger. It could also mean outsider. It could also mean whatever, somebody who is non-Greek, right? This Xeno that's coming here to experience our culture and this Spaniolo, you know, so automatically, I'm sure many thought that, but I was cursing this guy out in Greek too. So they probably thought, oh shit, you know, this fucking Spaniolo speaks Greek and he speaks it very well. Anyways, I promised my wife I wasn't going to do anything. I wasn't going to turn around. I wasn't going to go to the guy's table, you know, because there's children here and I'm not going to allow myself to get that way. But if I catch this fucker on the way out or if I see him leaving, I'm going to be right behind him. I'm going to be on his tail and I'm going to give him a fucking shot. I'm going to give him a shot to fucking defend himself because I don't do the whole sneak attack thing. If we're going to fight man to man, I'm going to come from the front. You're going to see me coming. You're going to know. You're going to have a fucking fair shot. But here is where the code of honor comes in. All right. I'm sitting there and I'm enjoying my food and I'm enjoying my company. And my kids are having a good time with their friends. And I see this fucker coming. I'm like, all right. Okay. If he's coming here, then fuck it. Then all bets are off. I'm not going to let this fucker come here and do anything stupid and I'm, you know, but he comes and he brings my wife and myself drinks. Okay. He bought us drinks and he apologized. Now, did he have to do this? No, but something, something made him do it. Something inside of him made him do it or, Hey, you know what? Maybe his wife said, Hey, listen, you know what? I want to go home. I want to sleep in my bed tonight. I want to wake up tomorrow morning alive. So let's make a gesture of peace. Apologize. I don't know. But the court of honor, guys, okay? If somebody comes to you in peace and they want to apologize for something they did or said, and, you know, there are certain things that no apology can ever, you know, suffice. But we're not going to get into that. But if somebody comes to you with a gesture of peace, and goodwill with an apology and they pay tribute. I mean, what do you do? What do you do, guys? As a man, as a real man, unless the offense was something so egregious that it cannot be forgiven, in a moment like this, I think that a real man should accept the apology should accept gracefully the tribute given, and that's it. Squash it. It's over. 
we have peace. We'll let bygones be bygones, and that's that. Now, we're not stupid in my house. Neither my wife nor I took a single sip from these drinks. Because, listen, code of honor is a code of honor, but you never know. You never know. We accepted the drinks as tribute and the apology. We accepted it, and we let it go, but we did not take a single sip. We'd be foolish to think that this guy, and listen, for all we know, he may have just gone and bought these drinks and brought them to us, didn't do anything to them. But come on, man. After what happened, after what was done and said, and after what his wife said, there's not a possibility that maybe she spat in them or put something in them. Yeah, so anyways, that's it, man. We let it go. I mean, you know, the fact that we were on holy ground, I guess, on on church grounds, and the fact that there were children there also motivated my acceptance. But court of honor, guys, you know, you respect it. You know what I'm saying? Um, I accepted his apology. I accepted a truce, made peace of sorts, but with my eyes open. So... If you have some kind of a problem out there, if you are in a situation and somebody, whether it's genuine or not, and they extend an olive branch and they do it humbly, as this person did, there's a code of honor, guys. There's a code of honor. You should accept it. You should accept it. You should honor that code. Accept the olive branch. But again, keep your fucking eyes open. Keep your eyes open. All right? That's just part of being an alpha. Part of being an alpha isn't always who can flex the hardest, who can yell the loudest, who can knock who out, who can end the situation the swiftest by force. But sometimes there's a little bit of diplomacy that goes with that. Sometimes there's a little bit of parlaying and, you know, forgiveness. It's all part of being an alpha. And again, the way that I allowed myself to get I displayed behavior unbecoming of an alpha. I didn't apologize, though. I didn't apologize because I felt that I had to, had to, I had to defend not only my honor, I had to defend my wife's honor, but I also had to defend my people's honor. And for that, I will not apologize. And I've said this before, the laws of God and church have no business and do not supersede the laws of man, and when it comes to me defending my honor, my family's honor. And my wife felt a certain way about it. She felt that we disrespected our friends, but I am grateful that I have friends who understand, who understand where I'm coming from. And it is what it is. I respect everybody's belief systems. I respect and honor who they want to worship and what they fear and whatever. But your beliefs and your church and your God does not supersede or trump my rules and my laws. And it is what it is. This episode of the Rational Rage podcast is brought to you by Z Apollo Photography, the number one photographers in the tri-state area. For all your photography needs, visit www.zapollophotography.com. Book your shoot today. So there was another situation. This past weekend, we baptized my youngest son. Afterwards, we had a, a wonderful intimate function at an awesome establishment, La Terna. I cannot tell you enough how great these people are, what wonderful human beings they are. 
what an amazing establishment and facility they have. And their food, ladies and gentlemen, is some of the best food you will ever eat. I'm telling you. So if you're in New York, if you're traveling to New York, if you're in Queens, whatever, you want to go and enjoy some great Greek music, live music, and you want to have some great Greek food, check out La Terna in Queens. It's in Bayside on Belt Boulevard. You will not be disappointed. This is not a paid advertisement, but I've been going to this place for many years and I keep going for a reason. Okay. Anyways, so we had our little after party there. Great time, great music, excellent DJ. The end of the night, you know, we're packing up the kids, we're packing up things, we're, you know, getting ready to go home. We get in the car. When we get home, my wife realizes that she doesn't have her phone. She lost her phone. So I'm thinking, all right, let's go upstairs. Maybe it's in the bag or something, you know. It's not. I try calling it a few times, no answer. And we don't hear any vibrating or she tries to connect through her car, nothing. So we go change and, and we get back in the car. Then we head back to the restaurant. It's not there. We can't find it anywhere. So now she's losing her shit, understandably so, because, you know, she's got a lot of important information on there, personal information, uh, you know, accounts, bank accounts and all that other stuff, you know. And also she has a lot of memories, our children's pictures and videos and you know, things from our years together and others. It's not just the threat of somebody stealing her identity, but also there's a sentimental value there. So our son's godmother called the phone and um, she said somebody answered and they were laughing. Now, before this, we already had ideas. We already had, you know, the movie playing in our head that somebody took it, somebody stole it. Now, you know, I... Me, I try to be optimistic. I'm always positive. I remain positive that we're going to find the phone. But I was already, in my mind, playing it out. We're going to track the phone. We're going to find it. And we're going to break somebody's legs if they don't hand that over. But when my wife told me that our son's godmother called the phone and somebody answered it laughing, and then it seemed like they had it on mute after that, that's when I got pissed off. That's when I said, all right, all bets are off. Somebody's fucking with us. So I got on my MacBook because she has an iPhone. I used to have an iPhone. Fucking hate Apple. I hate their fucking... Listen, Apple makes good products. I'm not saying their products suck. It's not so much the products themselves, but it's how they operate. And there's, anyways, I'm not going to get into this. I'm not going to get into this whole Apple versus Android and all that other bullshit but I still have a fucking MacBook. I've had it for years. So I try to log in to her iCloud through my MacBook. But she forgot her fucking password. Great. So she starts chatting and talking with people at Apple. And they're talking about, oh, it's going to take a fucking week. I'm like a week? It's going to take a week for them to do whatever it is because they have to verify who she is. Jesus Christ. I mean, she pays her fucking bill every month. They're going to tell her it's going to take a week and they have to verify this, this, and that. And the other thing, get the fuck out of here. But after my son's godmother said that some motherfucker was laughing and had it on mute and everything's a fucking joke, that's it. I was going to start contacting people who I know 
people who legally and illegally know how to hack and fucking track people via, for lack of a better term, I don't know, electrical means. And I was going to find this fucker. I was going to fucking find them and, you know, I was going to reclaim my wife's home. But at the same time, because in my mind, there was malicious intent here. I was going to fucking, let's just say it wasn't going to, I wasn't going to be nice to this guy. So to make a long story short, the next day I come to work. I still don't know anything. I haven't heard it. Uh, I did hear that. Other people tried to fucking, you know, call the phone and, uh, you know, somebody answered it, but stayed quiet, whatever. And then they turned it off. It seemed like they turned it off. Apple told my wife that the phone was off. Let me tell you something, man. Okay. Apple's customer service, whatever the fuck, they suck, man. All right. God forbid you lose your phone or somebody steals it or something and they got to track it and you can't, and you don't have that find my phone feature, whatever the fuck it is turned on or something. I don't know how this shit works. Now I've heard from other people that they do an amazing job and in like no time flat, they can find your phone. But I guess maybe sometimes you get a piece of shit on the line that doesn't want to do their job. All right. They just want to sit on their ass. They're probably working from fucking home and shit. And they don't want to do their job. Whatever the fucking case. Anyways. So the customer service person says that the phone was turned off. And I'm like, all right, I got to get somebody to fucking track this SIM card or something triangulated, whatever the fuck it is. You fucking hackers doing shit. And I'm going to go and I'm going to go fucking find this dude. I'm going to go canvas the fucking area and I'm going to find this fucker. So then I get a call from uh, the owner of the establishment, and he tells me, hey, man, we got the phone. Man, I was happy for two reasons. Number one, the main reason was that I had some good news to give to my wife, and she was going to be able to finally have some peace because I'm telling you, man, she was a fucking wreck. She was a fucking wreck over this. We can get into, on another episode, we can get into what our phones mean to us because it it may seem ridiculous, but when you really think about it, it's not, you know? And I'm one of these motherfuckers that are always like, oh my God, man, you know, fuck, you know, if you don't have your phone, you won't be able to fucking function. And I get it because when you really look at it, man, our phones serve as so many things to us, you know, man, we have all these accounts. We even run our businesses through these fucking things. We do so many things, you know, it's like these things, you know, phones these days for better or worse are just a fucking added appendage, man. They're an extension of our bodies. Anyways, the other reason why I was happy was because the possibility of me going to fucking jail for causing somebody bodily harm For the second time and in a span of a week or so was erased. So I was grateful for that too. Listen, I'm not the type of guy that looks for fucking trouble or or wants to fucking break anybody's bones. That's not me. I'm far from that person. All right. I'd rather let peace prevail. But if I'm pushed to it, then that's a different story. Anyways, the dishwasher at this establishment found the phone, called the boss turned in the phone and, uh, you know, my wife was able to go get it. Everything's fine. Everything's cool. No problems. But still, I won't lie. 
there was that lingering thought in my head of why the fuck did this guy answer the phone uh, laughing? And what made him turn it in? Was it honesty? Was it out of fear of retribution? Who knows? I was just happy that we got the phone back. I didn't inquire further as to the where, whys, and hows, whatever the fuck. For the simple reason that I don't want to find out something that's going to fucking push me to do something. Okay? And whatever. It is what it is. Now, if something happens, if there's any money missing from any of my wife's accounts or we see that there's a credit card open under her name, if there's any irregularities, then there's going to be a fucking problem. But anyways, man, you know, again, the code of honor. No harm, no foul. No harm was done. None that I'm aware of yet. He turned in the phone and in less than 24 hours. So I'm happy. I'm happy because my wife's happy. So we left it at that. But again, the code of honor. You could give somebody the opportunity to do right. And if they do right, no harm, no foul. Leave in peace, not in pieces. The code of honor, guys. You should have a code of honor. You should follow it. You should abide by it. You should honor it. Again, being an alpha doesn't mean you fucking wreck shop everywhere you go, okay? We're not fucking barbarians. We don't go and pillage fucking villages and whatever the fuck, you know? You reserve your inner savage for when you absolutely need it. That's what happened. I wanted to share this with you. If you got anything out of this, it's that you don't always have to fucking turn it on and turn it up. You don't have to solve everything every time with violence. It doesn't have to get physical. And if somebody wants to be the bigger person, somebody wants to try to do right by you, and nothing happened, nothing was done that would render that action invalid, null and void, whatever, accept it accepted and you know that's it anyways this is gonna do it for me ladies and gentlemen thank you for tuning in thank you for lending me your ears thank you for lending me your time this has been another edition of the rational rage podcast my name is spiro and until next time like my man bg would say peace